Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday the 7th of May 2018. I'm your host Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, we'll look ahead to the Gunners' final two games of the Premier League season at the chalkboard with Adrian Clark. We'll celebrate Arsene Wenger's last home game as boss, that 5-0 thumping at Burnley, plus hearing from the man himself, as well as the likes of Per Mertesacker, Bob Wilson, Freddie Lundberg and Canu. But we start by getting the thoughts of our Arsenal insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, our Arsenal insider this week, I'm delighted to say, is the Daily Mirror's John Cross. Uh, John, brilliant to have you on the show and a very befitting man, given the fact that yesterday you got to deliver the media address, the media thank you to Arsene Wenger in the media conference room. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen it running perhaps on Sky Sports or on various other outlets. It was uh, pretty poignant and, and pretty cool. How, how was it for you? Very nerve-wracking, <laughs> uh, because simply because I, I, you know it just gave me a bit of an insight into what these managers, I guess, go through to address a sort of a full room like that with uh, <laughs> with confidence and, and sort of say what they mean. And um, I, I, I just feel as if um, Arsene Wenger, I, I think, has been has been absolutely fantastic for the press. I mean, I do make the point. There's been you know, there's been criticism down the years. We probably had our ups and downs. He's a manager that, that, that retains so much, uh, I think, respect from, from members of my profession, simply because he never ducks a question. He always fronts up. He delivers his sound bites, back page gold. Uh, we, we've loved, I think, down the years covering his football and, and the way that he's managed Arsenal Football Club. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, and I think he's, he, he's absolutely... You know, commands that respect, and I just wanted to kind of give him an address. Behind the scenes, I think he's also he's offered great, I think, comfort and humility um, and respect to sort of people who have sort of kind of touched our lives, I guess, and, and been ill or sort of passed away, and and it's that kind of class and I think sort of respect that he offers that that really needed. Um, I think sort of kind of mentioning him and, and sort of kind of giving it his praise because. I will really miss him. I do think journalism will really miss him. And I think he's, uh, on, on so many levels, just both as a, as a manager and uh, also as a, as a human being, I do think he's, he's a real class act and kind of wanted to 
get across to him just uh, just the sort of the respect that he has from 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 the world of journalism. John, I know it's a very tough thing to quantify, and he's still got two games in charge, the away games that we'll look at later on the podcast. But what do you think if you're going to kind of sum up a couple of Arsene Wenger legacies? What what would you say? Oh, I think it was. The, I think it's the stadium that he stood in yesterday to um, really receive the praise and the final day. I think I'd like to make sort of first and foremost. I think in years to come we'll, we'll appreciate it and realise it much more. In that, basically, you, you can point to other managers who've won titles and, and been successful and and sort of shaped the way that their sort of club has been successful, but. I think with Arsene Wenger, not only has he enjoyed great success on the pitch, but he's also guided the club through incredible change, absolutely remarkable times. And I think to that end, you know, to, to oversee the building of a new stadium, let alone a new training ground, the stadium is, it, it was a game changer and is a game changer for Arsenal in that basically it makes them stand out as a European super club. He's put them on the map. He's... I think made them consistent in in the Champions League sense. Obviously, they've been out now for a couple of years, and uh, as we know, but I do feel that he's really made that club a force to be reckoned with. If I was to look at his achievements as a football manager, so on the football pitch, then without doubt, I think the the achievement of winning the Invincibles season, um, winning the title on the way um, in 2004 and on the way not losing a single game just sets apart Arsenal in that season simply because they played with such style, such power and pace. They had incredible players. They won incredible style. Um, and I do think that those two issues would, would, would stand out a mile for me. In my view, he's the greatest manager Arsenal have ever had, probably ever will have, because we'll never see the likes of 22 years again, ever. It's absolutely impossible. And I, and I just think it's so fitting that, that you know, Arsene Wenger is called Arsene and it fits so well into Arsene because, honestly, he's such an integral part of that football club now and forever, in my view. John, let's just move back to action on the field. We'll talk about Sunday's thumping of Burnley in a moment. But this all-important match week, of course, began with the Europa League semi-final second leg away to Atletico Madrid and one that just didn't go Arsenal's way. And we'll hear a quick bit from Arsene Wenger now, just the galling, the real hurt, the bitterness of, of that defeat and how hard he took it. Look, I'm uh, like uh, the team, very sad and very disappointed. Overall... Uh, uh, even very frustrated as well because when you go out of a competition and uh, you had the performances in the 180 minutes we had, it's uh, very difficult to take. Look, after uh, I have to recover first from uh, uh, that huge disappointment tonight and I'm very, very sad to, to leave the club uh, with that exit. And uh, I take some time uh, to recover from that and... Uh, after I will see what I do with myself in the future. I have no plan at the moment. Finger there speaking in less happy circumstances, first of all, John, but fingers crossed there is still again something to build from there, even though the European journey didn't end the way that fans would have wanted. No, it, it didn't. And, you know, I was in Madrid and I felt that uh, 
in many ways, I think we were looking to a sort of a fairy tale finish for Wenger, and it would have been amazing. I think if they managed to edge through that semi final, then they would have been favourites, in my view, to win the final simply because they were playing the hardest team against Atletico Madrid. Um, and to be honest, I don't think they defended particularly well in patches on the night, and they had a lot of possession, but didn't really make it count, or, or sort of they weren't incisive enough in the final third. But, you know, they actually played quite well in patches. Um, so there's something there to build on. I do think it's significant now that they get back into the Europa League because then it potentially offers another lifeline next season. But I, 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 it's, a, it's been a very difficult, I think, sort of campaign simply because the number of games um, and the number of sort of challenges... They've been fairly lucky with, with the draws. I mean, basically, CSK was 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 relatively easy. AC Milan was was a tough test, um, which they came through um, very well indeed, and with style, and shows that they can still compete against the sort of the bigger names, if you like. And they went fairly close against Atletico, so there's something to take out of it. And and I just think it's so disappointing that Arsene Wenger will feel as if. He'd want to finish with a trophy and also a passport back into the Champions League. Yeah, and that passport back into the Champions League would have been critical, wouldn't it, for player recruitment? And, and I suppose in that angle, what next for Arsenal, no matter who comes in, player-wise, new personnel-wise, that's going to be a fascinating story over the course of the summer, let alone, of course, the boss's job. Yeah, I think that the boss's job will, will be sorted out perhaps um, in the next, say, six weeks or so. Um I honestly don't think that they've got, you know, one leading candidate, um, uh, particularly in mind. Um, so I do think that they will have to kind of almost um, bide their time um, a little bit, make sure they know what's right in terms of either it's going to be a, a, a big name or, or a kind of young head coach. I do honestly think that the club haven't absolutely decided yet whether they are going to go in which direction and whether it should be a kind of uh, uh, that sort of big name um, or or sort of a young head coach who perhaps fits into a structure around the club and I think they have to make that decision Um, I I personally I personally actually can see the merits on both you know whether that's a kind of you know something like an Enrique or Allegri um, you know would sort of kind of obviously sort of please the fans and and they'd have a confidence I do feel, or genuinely feel this, that the club is better placed than in many, many years um, that I can remember to actually make the right appointment. And if they went down the head coach route, I think they feel that they have a structure within the club um, that that would make it work, that the head coach could slot in in amongst coaches, in amongst um, sort of senior figures there, head of recruitment, so Miss Lynn Tatt and... You know, contracts negotiator Starmy and obviously the, the chief executive himself, um, I think Gazidis and Ralph Senelai, that basically they, they feel as if they've got a structure that would make it work for a young head coach. People must remember that Arsene Wenger is, is the most successful manager they've ever had and he was a relative unknown. Admittedly, he had some sort of senior, um, more senior experience than some of the, the, the names being mentioned. But it feels as if 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Arsenal have seen that work. Arsenal have looked at other clubs um, who are appointing young um, managers um, around sort of the Premier League. And and I actually think there's sort of the, there's merits to both. So, It'll be really interesting. I also think, obviously, that there will have to be some churn this season, you know, and particularly sort of kind of moving players on, you know, keeping players and then signing players. Um, I think every manager will always have their own idea about certain players and who they want to keep. But I do think that, that there's some good players in there that, that can kind of really benefit from, from perhaps a change of regime and um, and sort of be sort of come to fruition again. And I think you only have to look at the strikers, you know, sort of Lacassette and Aubameyang. There's certainly lots to play with up front. Mkhitaryan was a good signing, in my view. He's got lots more to offer. Um, and I think if they can obviously get the defence sorted a little bit as well, um, then I think they'll have a decent structure moving forward. And John, I think a lot of what you've just said there is exemplified by the 5-0 victory against Burnley in the Premier League that you covered yesterday. A cracking performance, a couple of goals from Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Alexandra Lacazette, beauties as well from Alex Iwobi, from Sayed Kolasinac. Um, it was a great way to to sign off for us in Wenger at home and also just to exemplify what this squad he's leaving is capable of achieving and performing like. Yeah, I, I think it was... Um... Incredibly important. I went yesterday expecting almost a sort of a nervous occasion, wondering whether it would be sad. But actually, the players really delivered. Didn't get caught up in the kind of the the nerves of it all. Just absolutely produced. And I think actually it was almost like Burnley. They're completely overwhelmed. 
at times by Arsenal's sort of style. But it felt as if the players really dug deep and had so much to offer and wanted to give their own sort of send-off to Arsenal Wenger, and I think that was important. I think that there's many aspects that I really like about the sort of that, that Arsenal performance and, and, and kind of particularly the way that Aubameyang and Lacazette, I mean, me for one, thought, oh, I'm going to sign the same player there. But actually, it, it gave a hint that maybe they can play together and moving forward. And why would you waste one of your sort of kind of your top signings? And sort of, I, I actually think that Lacazette has got a lot more to offer and a lot more to come from him because I think it's been a frustrating season in some ways simply because. You know, has he been fully fit? Um, you know, has he sort of fitted in? Has he sort of hit the ground running? And I just think that, like I said, as, uh, I think as we saw uh, glimpses of against Burnley, that, that he's got an awful lot more to offer. Um, I think that, that you know, the, 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 the players, I think, delivered that performance, which lifted the crowd. And I thought it was a really, really good performance. They could have even scored more goals, to be honest. It was a really complete attacking performance. And to keep a clean sheet, I think, was pleased absolutely everybody after such a difficult season defensively. So I thought it was a really good send-off. And it set up the the sort of the post-match sort of party afterwards, sort of on the pitch and, and and the speeches so well. Because can you imagine if Arsenal hadn't won that game and had suffered a disappointing result? Then the whole day, I think, would have gone a little bit flat. It was poignant. It was uh, really memorable. And, of course, you played your part as well, which is absolutely fantastic to hear. John, as ever, appreciate your time here on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast as our Arsenal Insider. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. So as we've just been hearing from Crossy, the boss was presented to the Emirates faithful one final time yesterday. Here is Arsene Wenger's farewell speech. Thank you very much. Before I start, I just want to say that after we care, and I would like to wish my fellow manager, Ferguson, well and very quickly. behind me. For me, this group of players 
has a special quality. Just would like to finish by one simple word. I will miss you. Thank you all for having such an important, been such an important part of my life and hope to see you soon. Well done. Bye-bye. It wasn't just the boss saying goodbye either. Here's club captain Per Mertesacker at the final whistle. It was a beautiful moment, you know. Um, it is difficult to sum it up now, you know. I need to digest first the day. It was brilliant just uh, how the team performed and the manager let me in for the last uh, time. Um, but I was pretty much focused and concentrated on the game, but afterwards was just very emotional and to get such an exit or an ending from the club is... I'm, I'm very grateful for this opportunity, you know. The boss had put me in by bringing me here. And then uh, this ball club entrusted me uh, and my person. It's very humbling and I'm, I feel very grateful. What was it like when you were coming onto the pitch? Obviously, the fans gave you a huge ovation. But you said you were, you were focused on the game itself, so you couldn't quite take it in? Yeah, the good thing was we were 5-0 up, you know. So I could really take that warm welcome and uh, the emotions... Uh, to enter the pitch for the last time. It is it's magnific magnificent, you know, the way I was welcomed from the first day and now such a great finish as a football player. Um, that is brilliant. And that speaks about this classy club um, by showing or giving me uh, the opportunity here really to get uh, such a great ending. Now, the, you mentioned the chant that the fans gave to you. We can't mention it on air, but... Um, why does it mean so much to you that they came up with that chant for you? Because they came up with it, you know, and uh, went all the way through. So that gives, there's a bond, you know, so that existed from the start. So very grateful for the trust and the belief in myself, even uh, when you struggle, even uh, when there are bad times, you know, the fans are always brilliant. So it's a good way to move forward, you know, like to get the season out of the way and then move forward uh, with a new manager but it was just spoke to the club and the class of this club that the sending off for so many great people who were involved for, for many many years um, uh, just want to say thank you you know I've, because I've I didn't actually realize that's going to happen today and just lastly we've just seen you sign autographs for about 300 people yeah. so you, you can see that bond between you and the fans that's something very special isn't it yeah, you need to take care of the fans, you know, especially when um, in the modern game, you know, it's like you're separated, you know, you don't see them very often. So it was for me as well an ending where to say thank you to the fans, you know, and share some moments, some some selfies, some, some signatures. And the fans are so grateful, you know, when you just give that little touch, that little touch of being close to them, you know, that is very important for me and for the future and for this club. And finally, some legends joined the party as well. Here's two of the boss's finest imports, Freddie Lundberg and first, Canu. He's been like a father figure for all of us. Um, and for me, I could remember when I was in Inter Milan, he did everything for six months trying to get me to Arsenal. So for me, yeah, that's the kind of person you want to be and um, want to support. And I know at the time, nobody believed in me. They were like, ooh, you're coming out from hospital, can you play football? 
but he believed in me. And when I came, I didn't disappoint him. So that's why I'm here today. What have you made of the day as a whole, you know, the, the football, the celebrations afterwards? I love it. Um, it's a very good respect. I've seen a lot of people wearing red, saying Messi, Arsen. Uh, there's nothing more than this. After the game, nobody left uh, his place or her place. They are all here to support him and uh, uh, say goodbye and thank you for all you have done for the club. It's an emotional day and uh, yeah, you feel uh, sad and at the same time you feel uh, happy for the reception and for the day the club's made for him. But uh, of course, uh, if you speak to anyone that's been involved, it's an emotional day. What does Arsene Wenger mean to you? It means more than uh, really I can say, but I mean, uh, when I came here, he, uh, he changed English football, in my opinion, how uh, he feels the game should be played and it should be a technical game. And he uh, always acted as a, as a gentleman. Um, he, uh, yeah, in the right way. Uh, it's difficult to uh, put into words, but uh, he's a true gentleman. And why is it so important for you to, to be here today with other, other legends, other invincibles? Uh, just to show my respect. That's uh, all. He uh, helped us a lot and uh, he helped his club something uh, immensely. And uh, for us to be here today was just to show respect. For many fans growing up, when you think of Arsenal, you think of Arsene Wenger. Is that the same for you? No, of course, I knew Arsenal Football Club before Arsene, but uh, I think he revolutionised uh, the way uh, the Arsenal perceived in the world, how they play football. You meet people all over the world saying, oh, I don't really support Arsenal, but I love how you play football. So he's changed all that and uh, it should never be forgotten for it. And how much have you uh, enjoyed being back with some of your old teammates as well? It's, uh, it's funny, it's still the same banter, still <laughs> nothing serious happening. It's, uh, it's really nice and we have a good laugh. Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, joining me at the chalkboard, none other than Adrian Clark. Clark, you're looking uh, most summery, which is very, very good. How we are you? To, yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, great to see uh, the yeah. Well, the sun's out. You've got a you've got to dress accordingly. Loving this weather. Sun's out, guns out, as he once <laughs> tweeted, of course, when he took over my Twitter poll as your victorious prize nearly a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy that. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll start before we look ahead to these two big games away to Leicester and Huddersfield with our question at the chalk. Board, which I think really simply has to be this. What's your favourite Arsene Wenger moment? So well, there's so many great moments, aren't there? I would say that <laughs> the the moments that have, I've enjoyed have been when he's been angry because they that they, they've been quite humorous moments. I loved what he did at Old Trafford when he when he stood in the middle of the of the stand there once he'd been sent from the dugout. That was that was absolutely classic, and yeah, because it's so against his nature. When, whenever you do see him angry and, and involved in a kind of a spat, it, it always sticks in the memory. But in terms of treasured memories, I think I think the 
the first of the last run of FA Cup victories, the one over Hull City, because that one meant so much to him. He needed that trophy badly. And obviously the way the game went, you know, tuna down and coming back from it. I just, just the look on his face, the, the sheer relief and, and joy that he took in, in winning that FA Cup was, was really special. So um, that would probably be my favourite. But look, there are so, so many over 22 years. It's just ridiculous. I also did think the club... Gave him a wonderful send-off, it has to be said. It was really fitting. Uh, very special sort of scenes at Emirates Stadium. And, uh, yeah, everybody involved should feel proud of themselves for, for giving him the right, the right farewell. Adrian, thank you for your thoughts on that. Let's look ahead then to Arsenal's final two games, of not just the season, but of Wenger's tenure. And it all starts in midweek as they travel to Leicester City, a team in some, I wouldn't say turmoil, but some uncertainty with increasing reports that Claude Puel won't last the summer as their boss. Yeah, well, they are They are kind of in turmoil, even though that they're in mid-table, there's, there's no worries there. But the fan base have, have turned on Claude Puel. They are not happy with him. Basically, they think he's boring, as did Southampton last year. And, and look, he is a manager that will get you into the top half, clearly. But... The style of football that, that he's developing there is, is not easy. On, it's not attractive. It's not entertaining. It's very possession-based. And I've got to say, when Jamie Vardy is still your best player, us, he is your go-to guy, and he is. They're the slow possession football does not, suit, does not suit that team. They're always at their best when they play counter-attacking quick on the transition. So I think he's maybe mistaken a little bit Claude Puel to, to develop that style make it their primary style it's great to have a plan B but he's kind of made it his plan A of late and it's just not worked So Vardy has still scored a fair few goals of late and had another solid season when fit would he be your key danger man who else should we look out for Harry Maguire at the back has certainly turned quite a few heads this Harry, season Harry Maguire has been very good um, I like more Mark Albright and he's a player that doesn't get a lot of airtime he's, he's not somebody we talk about a lot but if you give him room to deliver a cross he can be deadly he's, he's, he's got a wonderful right foot he's definitely a player to watch out for in this game but yeah I'd say obviously Mares and Vardy are the danger men um, Riyad Mares at the moment is not on, not on a rich vein of form but I'm sure he, I'm sure he will try and impress Arsenal in this particular game but yeah it's, it's all about Jamie Vardy for me Leicester City and his battle with Callum Chambers and or Mavropanos who uh, I mean the pair of them in their last two outings have been absolutely tremendous what they've got to do is get their distances right they, they, they want to push up and squeeze the space but also they don't want to leave too much of a gap between themselves and Petr Cech so it's it's all about judging distances when you look after Jamie Vardy and I hope these two young guys can can handle that well OK so we move on from that game to the final game of the season away to Huddersfield Town this coming Sunday hopefully there Clarky, if not a few days prior Arsenal will have got their first away Premier League win mm. since the turn of the year because this run has been deeply concerning hasn't oh, it? Oh it's not been good at all no it's uh, really disappointing struggled actually to create chances when you think that this is a season where we've scored I think the joint highest number of goals on home turf at Emirates Stadium this season so scoring goals at home not a problem away from home we've just not been creating enough chances and the lack of stability at the back has, has cost the team badly on a number of occasions it's it can't go on and whoever does take over from Arsene Wenger will look to identify that area of weakness straight away and, and make us more resilient harder to beat and we will need to be resilient in these two games because whenever you go away, even against teams out of form like Leicester or against teams near the bottom of the table like Huddersfield, 
you will come under pressure at various moments uh, and we've got to stand firm in these two games. Now, in terms of Huddersfield and their manager, David Wagner, an excellent season, mm-hmm. pretty much keeping the Terriers up, we can now safely say, and actually linked, funnily enough, to the Leicester job. I saw that, yeah. He's, I like his character. He's, he's a real personality, isn't he? The Huddersfield style is... I always feel Huddersfield are better when they're a bit in your face, a little bit like Leicester were when they won the title, where they're hunting impacts, they win the ball, and then from the transitions, they, they, they kind of hurt you. When they sit back and defend, they, they can do it, but but they don't really have much of an outlet up front at Huddersfield because there's not a lot of pace with with Mounier or Depoitre. They've got big guys up top, but not quickies, and I think that's 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 meant they've got camped inside their own half for a lot of games this season. So it'll be interesting to see how they play it in this in this particular fixture. It's a game we should be able to win, but look, Huddersfield not mathematically safe. I don't believe at the moment, so there could be something riding on riding on it for them. And if there is, they will be really really hungry and and out to spoil Arsene Wenger's final game and who would you highlight for one or two Huddersfield players Jonathan Hogg is perhaps not the most gifted player but boy does he stick a boot in in midfield someone like a Rajiv van Lepara on his day can Mm. be a match winner he can yeah I I, I think that they're they're two good shouts I think the two I would pick out are Christopher Schindler the centre half he's been outstanding this season quite heroic at times he isn't quick he's not big particularly but he reads the game brilliantly and he mops up everything for them uh, he has really impressed me and I think a lot of clubs will be looking at him moving forwards as a potential signing and actually a guy that very few people talk about is Hadda Janai the right back he's got into the side in the second half of the season and he's a really good attacking right back and he will be looking to push Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang backwards that that duel between Aubameyang and Hadda Janai could be really really interesting I would expect Aubameyang to, to kind of give him more to think about inside the final third but watch out for the Huddersfield right back piling forward and when he does he's an excellent crosser of the ball so uh, yeah those are two success stories for the Terriers this season if you are the manager therefore <laughs> effectively this is your final game in charge your last away game oh, goodness. what is your emotional last five second team talk? I can't really do it justice Russ I really can't but but my words and I doubt that Arsene Wenger will say these words but my words would be go out there boys and play some Wenger ball Clarky, excellent way to leave it. And on that note, when can we see and or hear you again? Yeah, I'll be on the uh, I'm on match day show duty presenting uh, both games actually, Leicester and Huddersfield. So make sure you tune in on Arsenal.com. Well, the final word this week belongs to Arsenal legend Bob Wilson, who had the honour of introducing Arsene Wenger at yesterday's on-pitch presentation. When Arsene Wenger arrived at Arsenal, which is more than two decades ago now, everyone was asking the same question. Arsene who? Now, I was, I was privileged to be the Arsenal goalkeeping coach at the club on the day that he arrived, and it very quickly became clear to me and to everybody connected to the club that this man knew exactly who he was. Arsene Wenger, the visionary Arsene Wenger, an inspiration. He has built the Arsenal that we know and love today. He's lived and breathed this club's values, which have been honed over our 132 years of history. He's actually changed the face of football, the face of the game in this country. 
Hundreds of players owe their careers to him. This then is Arsene Wenger, the greatest manager we have ever had. Let me just remind you, 38 league games played, 26 wins, 12 draws, no defeats, manager Arsene Wenger. Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Arsene Wenger, Bob Wilson, John Cross, and of course, Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing in the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe as well and also find us on ACAST these days. Remembering too to get your questions into Clarky at the chalkboard on Twitter, and that's using the hashtag ArsenalWeekly. We're back on Monday, the 14th of May, for our final podcast of this season. And until then, bye for now. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.